0: Well, we all have women in our life that have been mom to us, they are all different, but one thing holds true. Moms are one of the biggest influencers in our lives. From holding our tiny hand to holding us up when anxiety feels like too much. Our first uttered laugh to reminiscing over life stories on the front porch. Comfort in heartbreak to the loss of your job. Driving us to practices, games, and shows like an Uber driver, to sharing nuggets of wisdom before heading to bed. Just being present. It's so good for us to remember all the big and the small ways moms have impacted us and shaped us into who we are today. I realize the topic of motherhood can be painful for some, because maybe your mom wasn't a positive influence in your life. Maybe you've lost your mom or you desperately want to have children, but you just can't. And I know this day hurts. I understand how challenging it is not to be able to see your grandchildren or your family during this time. Or maybe e-learning is the bane of your existence. (laughs) You know, it can be hard to celebrate today. And that's okay. However, I'd like to encourage you to remember the women who went before you, the ones that are going to come after you, and the ways that you have influenced people's lives in tremendous ways. Moms, you are true heroes. And we celebrate you today. Happy Mother's Day. Today, I'd like to look at a portion of the book of Deuteronomy. This book is pretty much... Moses speaking to a generation of the Israelites, the next generation. They had been walking through the desert for 40 years. God allowed them to do so because they continually neglected his word and his promises. God did forgive them, and as they were about to finally cross cross the finish line and enter into the promised land, Moses wanted to share with them some of his final thoughts. I think a lot of us can relate to that feeling right now. Wandering emotionally through phase two. Walking around our homes, picking up random things, wondering, should we purchase a Flobee because we need a haircut? <laughs> Wiping down counters, wondering if we have enough face masks on hand. Looking through the pantry and eating old Halloween candy. Wandering, wandering, wandering. This season is real. It's hard. Moses said to them in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 8, Listen, Israel, the eternal is our true God, he alone. You should love him, your true God, with all of your heart and soul, with every ounce of your strength. Make the things I'm commanding you today part of who you are. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you're sitting together in your home, when you're walking together down the road. Make them the last thing you talk about before you go to bed, and the first thing you talk about in the morning. Do whatever it takes to remember them. Tie a reminder on your hand and bind a reminder on your forehead where you'll see it all the time. Right now, you have a choice. As you sit in this place, you need to decide, is God true or not? Because if he is the God who forgives raised Jesus from death, and he wipes away the mess of our lives, and he loves us despite of that, then we need to love him with everything we have. And if God is true, then we don't have to allow our souls to wander anymore. I don't believe this crisis happened because God is wanting to scold the human race. It's more like the perspective Darren has shared over the last couple of weeks, God is allowing us to wander so we are fully able to recognize that He is true and He alone is God. We can't do this by ourselves. So we can begin to grow or maybe even restart a love with Him that is everything within us. So, how do we do that when we feel emotionally depleted, we're struggling financially, and we're exhausted? This is a process. It's just one small step through the wilderness at a time, saying, I believe that you are true, and I want to love you with all that I have. Help me to do that. And you know what? He honors that choice to choose him. He already knows that loving him with everything that you have is a part of your own growth process. And as you continue to take those small steps, and you understand that this true God, you are going to have challenges. But you know what? At least you can rest in the fact that God has been walking alongside you in the desert the whole time. You know, God wants to be a part of who we are. In fact, he's jealous for it. There was a time when Eric and I were on vacation, and during a dinner conversation, it was with a friend's and adult's um, We were with a group, and there was another lady that was with us. We didn't really know her that well, but she became very impressed with Eric. And I mean, who wouldn't? Uh, She did have a few drinks, um, and I noticed she started hugging his shoulders and complimenting him. And in my mind, I was like, "Uh, no, okay, back off, lady, he's mine. Even though I knew Eric didn't waver, I could see his eyes visually saying, help me, Uh, I still felt a twinge of jealousy and ownership come over me. I think we all have had those moments in our life where our best friend wants to hang out with somebody else, or our kids think another parent is so cool because they let them do everything, or we feel some kind of envy towards another one of our siblings. Our fear is that our attention is getting pulled away in another direction, and we don't want that. But for God, it's in a different sense. A jealous God carefully maintains and protects what is rightly his, which is in his own children. It's us. It's very different than worldly jealousy, where it makes us feel envious, suspecting, and resenting others. His jealousy is because he wants us To be a part of who we are. That we remember. And it's the opposite. It's right and it's faithful and it's deserved. It's because he is our true God. I hope I'm not the only one. But I often think of what people are going to say when I'm dead. (laughs) At my memorial service. I know it's super weird, but everybody has their things. What are they going to say? Are they going to say, oh, Danielle, she was so fun. Or... She strived to represent God with her whole life. I hope it's the latter. Like the verse said, to showcase God being a part of our life, we need to repeat God's promises to our children. Talk about them when we're sitting together in your home, when we're walking down the road together. Make them the last thing you talk about before you go to bed, the first thing you talk about in the morning we need to be representing that to everybody now. We know, not in this weird, forced way, but showcasing that God, he's weaving himself through our own lives naturally, authentically. What are our kids, our friends, our family, what are we going to remember about this time in our lives? Ten years from now, are we going to look back And we're going to be able to see how we acted. How did we respond to this crisis? Was he there in your life at the dinner table each and every night with your family? Was he there when you went on a walk? This is a great time to start talking about it. In our women's Bible study, we just talked about this concept of wrestling in the waiting. Because we're constantly learning and relearning what he deserves and desires from our hearts? What are the hard parts of following Jesus that you are wrestling with? And what are the joys that he's sharing with you right now? Are you going to continue to push him away as we shelter in place and neglect him like the wandering Israelites? Or are we going to choose to build a relationship up? uh, Sorry, choose to build a relationship up Ship up with him that is forced, that is not forced (laughs) but authentic. You know, as a mom, as you can tell, as a mom, there is a mental weight of remembering it all not just what we're making for dinner, but having a running list in place of what's in the fridge. Do we have enough toilet paper till our next food delivery? I love. My kids, I love my family beyond words, but it can be exhausting trying to solve the battle of whose Elmer's glue bottle is whose. But no matter what is in your headspace, we keep going. We keep loving, encouraging, and we keep listening because we remember that we are fostering a space that is bigger than ourselves. For those we love to feel safe and to feel known and that God is there and he's going to hold us all up through this process. So can we truly live on Jesus and maybe a little bit of caffeine? Moses wanted his people, the Israelites, to remember God and his commands. Let's leave behind a legacy for our future generations to remember our God. Like Deuteronomy said, do whatever it takes to remember them. Tie a reminder on your hand and bind a reminder on your forehead wherever you'll see it all the time. It's incredibly easy for us to forget, right? We become complacent in our faith. And at times, we become a slave to ourselves. You know, we're not alone in our forgetfulness, It's not only present today, but it was in the Bible. All the people struggled the same way. The Israelites kept forgetting all the insane ways God protected them, freeing them from slavery in Egypt, parting the Red Sea, providing food for them in the desert for 40 years, springing water out of rocks. Even Jesus' disciples, while in the presence of God daily, they forgot to remember They kept nodding off while Jesus was praying in the last moments of his life. Not once, but three times. So when the verse says, do whatever it takes to remember, tie a reminder so you'll see it all the time, the Jewish people took this same verse along with three others. They wrote them on parchment, rolled them up, and physically attached it to themselves or their home. That's why maybe if you've seen a Jewish family's home, you'll see this little silver vial. It's called a mezuzah. It's rolled up and it's attached to their doorpost. It's helping them to always remember God when they leave and enter their home. They borrowed that concept from the Egyptians who wore jewels and trinkets with words from their idols on them, tied to their forehead or their arm to protect them from danger. It kind of makes me think of Hobby Lobby, I think I would give my two front teeth just to spend an afternoon walking around there right now. But you know what I mean. There is just a never-ending assortment of wall hangings and mugs and jewelry with scripture written all over them. While that's all good, are those words that we put on our